Camurray. Berries a dip and a whip. Ah, sounds good. There's cream on top. Oh, damn it, Benny, don't start. This a week on the Game Gunner right podcast. Ah, jumbo bunna. Hop, 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 Batty boy. Wait, really? Yeah, that's real. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Batty boy. Is it like a derivative of booty boy or something? I don't know. I have no idea where it comes from. I know they say blood clot. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what that means. And they also just say blood. And then they say bumba clot also. Yeah. And, and then, star. Yeah. Star. And shata. That's gangster. Yeah. Shatas. And then uh, Batty Boy. Yeah, they also say, uh, what's they say? Uh, more porridge, please. I think they <laughs> say that. They say, uh, what's the other one? They, please, sir, can I have some more? I chap on for a match of cricket. <laughs> Down here in the islands, we keep it Rasta. <laughs> sir? Rastarino, Pastafaria. <laughs> All right. Um,. Done with this That's segment. enough marginalizing several different cultures. Uh, maybe <laughs> uh, another intro here. <laughs> oh, Dave, you bitch. Love it. Spread it. Hold it there until we're done. Welcome to the Games Gonna Ride podcast. I'm Brian Garthoff. You're Mike Burdett. Y- yeah. Yeah. And now <laughs> we're going to talk about video games. No, Matt Hazel this week. He's uh, out being a concert pianist. Yep. He's peeing all over his concert. Uranist, a concert uranist. And we support him. Yep. Just not in person. No. Um, we're gonna talk about video games. Sure are. There's uh, there's been a lot of games coming out. Things happening in the game world. Madden is here. If you bought the expensive edition, we're both currently in a Twitter contest to get a free copy. I think that's over. I think they said they were giving them away before the kickoff on Thursday. Oh, did they? So I think we got pooed out of the way. I don't think we won then. No. Okay. I don't believe so. But I've played some games. How many games uh, would you say you've played? A couple, I think. Not okay. a whole lot. Maybe two? Is it might be only be two. Okay. Well, let me start off here. Jambone. Got a quick, quick couple That's of... That's your line. <laughs> yeah. That's your line. A couple of bugs I'll flick out okay. on the carpet real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um. One, I got a BriOS game. Okay. Um. It was $1. It's called Task Attack. It is a very simple space shooter. 
Okay. It's not very good. All right. But the whole premise of it was like you're in the middle of doing this space shooting and then like someone's texting you like, hey, you're supposed to, you're still playing video games, you're supposed to go buy the carrots. And then the next level, you're shooting a bunch of carrots. Um, mm. And then there's one where it's like a muffler, like you're supposed to get your car muffled. So like everything that mm. flies at you is a bunch of auto parts. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really land. It's just kind of mm. like a space shooter with some random stuff. I thought it was going to go more batshit insane, so I spent the dollar. There was a spot where I was shooting Donald Trump heads, which was the only kind of redeeming part. Okay. It's not a very good game, though. No. I actually think it kind of sucked. Just kind of a running gimmick, basically. Yeah, and it also the most shameful part, I beat it in about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. There's only six a- levels. It's hard to say that a dollar is a sucky price for something, but yeah, that, that sounds was. like a dollar wasted, kind of. Yeah. I That's mean, unfortunate. It, it works. It works as a one-touch you know, little space shooter. You know what sucks, though, is like games like that are the ones that then make me hesitate in spending 99 cents exactly. two weeks later for yeah. something that could very well be well worth my dollar. Yeah, so um, I was done with that relatively briefly. Good. Um, that's, well, that's a boogie that you just had to flick. Yeah, and then I uh, got a... Stalarovsky, <laughs> okay, <laughs> from uh, a Russian steel. Yeah, from the Best Buy. Um, I ended up getting Skyrim for like six bucks. I mean, I had a reward certificate for like ten bucks, so it was like sixteen. Yeah, but I got this PS4 Skyrim port, and so I was like, okay, I'll fucking get that because I've had kind of one, and I was like, well, it has mods and that Creation Club shit, and I'll just check it out. Um, I played the intro part up to where you get out of the cave and get free yeah. roam on the world. And I was like, I do not need to start a Skyrim run right now. I just wanted to see how different it looked. Honestly, less different than I thought. Yeah, I was anticipating more, but I think that's maybe A, because I'm coming off starting GTA 5 Remastered, which is yeah. substantial. But also, I think I just remember Skyrim looking better than it actually looks. That is, a, yeah, the Mandela looks, effect of that game looking good when actually it kind of looks not crummy, but like average. Yeah, the textures are just kind of average. And Very it's average. just, it's, there's no jaggies. Is that, that's yeah. a big deal. It's everything smooth. Yeah. Um, and like it's I'm, less um, janky. Getting closer and closer to purchasing that for Switch. I th- see. I don't have it on enough platforms over my lifetime. Um, and just like uh, the a kind of like as a last hurrah before my gamers club dies and then B because I've been kind of having the hankering for it and that just, that would be cool. Like it it's just the cool price. I mean, th- I mean, that's, what's really a yeah. knob gobbler on that. Like, yeah, but I'll, I'll probably play that game again. Right now I just have so many games to play that I was yeah. like, I bought it, and then I, I was like, oh, well, this is actually less wowing than I thought. Like, the, the stuff that stood out was like, oh, the water looked a lot better, and like yeah. the little particle effects look better. The rays of light coming through the trees are there. Um, but it's just, like, really tiny touches. I don't even right. remember that putting them them putting that in the marketing reti- material where it was, like, enhanced God Ray effects, and it's like, well, okay, great. Wonderful. But right. it, it looks good, it, and it certainly runs better than that PS3 version. <laughs> That I played oh, for Jesus. like 200 right. hours. Yeah. So those are the little quick little jimmies okay. that I got. Uh, first thing I did play um, several, I'd say probably like two or three hours total, maybe even a little bit more, of the Black Ops 4 beta. Ah. Um, and now it's in its second weekend. I haven't played any this weekend, but I played the last PS4 exclusive weekend, which was last weekend. Um, yeah. 
it's I I'm either gonna get used to it or just say no thanks to it because it is so different than call the Call of Duty I'm used to, and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. But I'm one of the, like the 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 homers, if you would, for a Call of Duty where I like the shit they've been pumping out. So whenever they switch something drastically, I'm kind of the one complaining, whereas everyone else seems to be getting what they want with that kind of thing. Um, so we'll see how it goes. There's enough changes that it, it, it like I mean you still get the rush from murdering people and doing well but it's the kind of like in between little stuff that I don't know if is is really going to keep my interest and I think it's kind of going to be cursed a little bit with this fall being so fucking stacked more than like any fall I remember with games um um yeah you know what though but I was kind of breaking it down the other day and it's a lot of match based and multiplayer games too like less story games than I think like I had previously anticipated, or at least maybe maybe it's just specifically for the ones I'm interested. Because then right. I forget, like Life is Strange Two is coming, but that's episodic, so I don't know if all of that would be out, or like the new Walking Dead from Telltale is coming yeah. too. But it's a lot of like you know, like your Battlefield, your Duty. I also played that Duty. We were just playing it like right before right. starting this. Um, I like it a lot, but we're coming from it from like two very different places. Where right. you're being like a big series fan. And having like liked a lot of the changes that they removed, and me having been like kind of burnt out a little bit on it, and then looking like kind of waiting for them to do something like this. I I actually wanted World War Two last year to be a good game, and then I thought it looked like crap, so I didn't get it. But if that had looked good, I would have jumped in last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was a disappointing year for both Call of Duty and the Dice game because Battlefront Two ended up being Microtransaction City, yeah. so I didn't get either. But this year, I could potentially get both. Um, gonna wait and see though. I've liked both the betas that I've played. I probably won't have to play too much more of this beta because I have other games that I've been playing. Yeah. Um, and also because I've just really liked it. I like the longer time to kill. Um, I like that. You know, there are modes where not everybody can pick the same specialist with where it has to be unique. Because I would kind of got annoyed like fighting like four of the same robots sometimes. Um, but just minor stuff. I mean, it's it's well, minor changes that they made so many of them that they add up. I think that they turn it, pretty big. Some of it comes with how they parsed out the characters now. Now that they have that like kind of two special abilities per person, because mm-hmm. like if everybody on your team was playing as what is fucking name it, Rogue or Tracer or whatever, not Tracer. That's a fucking Overwatch character. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of similar. To, like if every because that guy has like a a wall piston that has a radar on it mm-hmm. and so if you had like six dudes playing as that you could literally radar the whole map which would be bullshit yeah and so i can see kind of why because you don't want everyone or if like everyone was playing as the like the grenade lady and they all had those super grenades like the cluster grenades she had it would be a shit show yeah so i can see why but it's also just something i'm not used to yeah because it has that kind of more hero shooter vibe in that way yeah, so. a little bit, but it still it still plays very well. And uh, in September, we'll, we can try the Battle Royale mode before that mm-hmm. game comes out, too. So that's potentially some more beef to yeah. throw on the grill. Indeed. Should I move on to my next game? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So this is actually a little two-pack to Pakshikur. Um, I rip, rip. got the final rainbows I was missing on Pixel Junk Monsters uh, yes. 1. Yes. You afforded us a screenshot even in our group text. Yeah. Um, that was a task, although once I found out the solution by doing a little investigative research, okay, I found out that my strategies were very close, 
but I was missing basically one thing, uh, which is the Hive Tower. Use the Hive Tower. Because the Hive Tower, if you upgrade it all the way, will just have like wasps all over the map and they strike at everything. Oh, wow. And you can only have one of them on the entire map. It's the only tower you can only have one of. So yeah, we didn't even delve into this. I yeah, I made it through most of that game without using the hive tower. But some of those later levels, it is the big difference between like winning and losing, basically. Oh, okay. Because it's a lot of times like, especially if it's near your base, it's like a great last line of defense um, against like guys who are strong, but maybe just have a little bit of health left. Um, so yeah, did that. And then they actually like. They have a hardcore difficulty, and I played the first two levels of that on hardcore, and I was like, oh, I should really play Pixel Jungle Monsters 2 instead. Yeah. Um, and so I put that back in, and I started it up again, and I continued where I left off. Um, and I like that game. It's good, but it's just not as good as the first for some, like, core reasons. Like, basically, the direction they went with the game is bigger levels. They, you can't fit everything on screen, and it's just... It's harder to manage. There's... I feel like... It's just less user-friendly. Like, you can hop into third person, but I don't know what for. Like, it doesn't really seem to have any benefit other than you get, like, an up-close of him, like, dancing or, like, you get to look at the art and the art's neat. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, whereas you used to be able to, like, check the status of all the towers around and see how close they are to upgrading. Like, there's not even a button for that anymore. Oh, and wow. there's not a, a way for me to zoom out to, to view the entire map at once. So... It's hard for me to see if there's a guy that made it past unless there's like an on-screen indicator. Like, it's just not as manageable. Um, right. But it is a fun game. It's still pretty much you know the same game game at its core. It's just you know I I think the the changes they made made it different, but they didn't really necessarily improve. Okay. Yeah. Um, they did do some cool shit though. There's no like going to the hut to spend all your gems. We've kind of talked about this already, but like all the towers are just unlocked from the start and you have to have enough gems to purchase them individually. So it's like, instead of like needing 10 to unlock the Tesla and the original pixel junk monsters, you need three and the cost of the Tesla tower and you can build it from the get go. Uh, so okay. it's nice in that regard because you can build high level towers early, but then it depends on like how many you're using the cost versus what it used to cost. And like, it's just, the, to me, the graphics, um, they also kind of muddy up the screen a little bit because it's less easy to see where, like, money is and where, like, like the other one was a very, like, clean, crisp, like, presentation and I kind of preferred it, um, even though the new one looks cool. It's just, there's too much panning around. I'm feeling like I'm always running from one area to the level to the next, which then takes away time from like me being able to dance in towers and shit yeah. in the first place. So I got to play more of that, but um, I de it definitely doesn't have the same tight, like focused shit that the first one did. But I mean, they re-released that first one three times and added levels to it. So I can understand wanting to make a different game entirely. Yeah, you know, for sure. And expand it and yeah. kind of inject some of your ideas of creativity into it or whatever. Yeah doesn't always work out 100%, especially for, like, such a hardcore fan as you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, sure I'll think it's good overall because I don't think it's, not like, not good now. It's just, uh, it's it's different. 
it's much, like way more different than I think yeah. a lot of sequels end up being for games. But it was a very simple game to begin with, so I guess it's easy to make big changes to something like that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, your next game. All right, yeah. Uh, speaking of the Switch, I finally uh, had to clamp down and act- buy the full version of Octopath Traveler. Ah. So I bought that. Um, nice. Yeah, I just bought it digitally. Um and so I've I'm playing through that now because I got to like I'd say like two hours and forty minutes or something and I was like, all right, well this is just gonna have to happen. So I bought it. Yeah. Uh, man, that game is really fucking incredible. Like uh, I now am up to three characters. Um, I started with Tressa, the um, merchant, mm-hmm. and then my second person I ran into was the soldier. Uh, I forget his name. Start with an O. Yeah, it's like o- Oberic or something. Mm. I think it is Oberic, actually. Yeah, um, he was in the demo. Yeah, and um, picked him up. And so, like, once you get to him, it'll like give you the opportunity to look at, like, watch their past story. Mm-hmm. You can actually, for their credit, I-, I don't know why anyone would, but you can like skip it totally. Yeah, and then just like get them in the party and go on whatever quest. Um, so I did him and then like by the time that then I needed to purchase the full game. So I did and then moved on to the third person, uh, which was the dancer. Oh yeah. Um, I played her story. What is it? Primrose? Primrose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just interesting. Like that's a, just a really fucking, like it looks great. Mm-hmm. The stories are interesting how they intertwine and then the combat is just really like fulfilling cause it has this like like a weakness based kind of break system mm-hmm. and then like an overdrive that lets you use like a super powerful version of any move you have which is really interesting so you can even like use it to cast like a buff and then the buff will be extra powerful or something like that and then it just is a very cuz it kind of like bends a little bit the you like the nature of the traditional JRPG party method whereas like Oberic is very much like the the soldier, yeah, like he uses a sword and a pole arm, and he uses his MP is for power ups and then straight attacks and stuff like that. Um, but then, like Tressa, as the merchant, does some interesting things. She has like some spells, but also has like her. She has a really cool ability where you actually spend gold to get mercenaries, and then they attack for you. Mm-hmm. And then you can spend like different levels. Like you can spend like. I think like 8,000 gold for the top level one and then use that and then it just does several different things. And then um, so far the dancer has done, she's kind of more traditional, just like a dagger and then buff moves and stuff like that. Um, but their stories are, are, are interesting. The art style is really cool. It's that super old school, like yeah. 16 bit or eight or whatever. pop up book too. Yeah, exactly. And like the way it works like stuff fades in and out. So there's like, it looks like it's just a 2d side scrolling, but then there mm-hmm. is a depth of field to yeah. it. Um, and then the random battles are like, uh, are always pretty good. And then it's nice. Cause are they one, pretty frequent. Um, to me, it's like, it's kind of like the perfect amount. Like okay. it's not like down your throat where you have to, where you feel like you start wanting to skip some because mm-hmm. there's a lot of JRPGs. Because I know the like for me, Pokemon was notorious for that. It was like sometimes, like, all right, dude, I just want to turn a corner and I literally can't go that far before I get hit with something. Uh, it's pretty good because I've been not having real uh, like much trouble yet with having to do any real grinding, mm-hmm. just kind of walking through the areas and traveling back and forth across things has given me enough levels to 
um, kind of compete. It is a little difficult because when you pick a new person up, they're obviously level one. And then so you kind of have to get everyone up to snuff. Oh, okay. And it can be a little difficult on that or like a little, not even difficult, but just... They don't scale to you at all? Right. And then you have to kind of watch for them because they're getting hit just as hard, but it's like, all right, they're probably going to die some. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they get like party XP? They do as long as they're alive, which I had to go back and redo a boss battle Mm -hmm. because at one point I was like, all right, I'm just going to let her lay there for now because... Um, you know, I was getting ready and then it's just like, I don't want to use one of these like every turn and waste a turn, uh, for like a, a, a um, you know, revive. Um, and then I ended up not knowing, cause it doesn't show that like the kill, like the, um, life meter for your enemy. So you're just kind of go whim- on a whim, like a lot of traditional JRPGs. Um, and so I finished the guy, she was dead. And then when the thing ended, it was, she didn't get any XP for an entire boss battle, which her being so new to yeah. it is like, so I just actually quit out reloaded and I was like. And you can skip all the cutscenes at yeah. any time, even if you've never watched them. So I was like, oh, well, I just had to walk outside and I can skip the cutscenes, get right to the battle. So it wasn't even a big deal. And it wasn't, I, it was, and I was more mad at myself because I was like, this is probably going to not give her XP. And lo and behold, it did. Um, and so then I was like a little, I kind of then was able to maneuver around that the next time I fought uh, in the appropriate way. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's really good. Like the, the world seems full and then it's, they each kind of have their own quests, so I'm kind of figuring out how that's going to filter out. Because mm-hmm. right now we're not really like following up any quests; we're kind of just moving along and then collecting people. At least so far, that's what I've done. It's kind of like open ended, mm-hmm. um, but it's really good. The battles are satisfying and fun, kind of keep you on your toes. And um, it's just like once you kind of get used to how to strategize a battle and get into the flow, then it becomes really fun. Because like a lot of times you have to save to their full break, like hitting the last piece of their armor, maybe until they're using the charge up move Mm because it like stuns them. So then there's stun mode. So then they won't be able to get their big move off and stuff like that. So there's like some strategy to it while still being super traditional RPG, like picking up better equipment and stuff like that. And then Tress has a pretty cool ability where when you meet townsfolk, you can like hit the Y button and she can, barter with them and so you'll sometimes get like items for a discounted rate mm-hmm. so you'll find like a like i just found a p like a helmet piece of armor that was really good for like half what i could get it for from the vendor um so just little stuff like that little touches and it's just um really fun and then it's like partially voice acted like the cutscenes have the actual dialogue but the other times it's just kind of having the generic like where they're like hey and then it'll have a piece of dialogue um but yeah it's it's really good and um I love it a lot. Like I was, I had no problems deciding that I wanted to buy the game in full, which was weird because this game was not at all on my radar coming into the year. I was kind of like, oh, it just looks kind of like an old timey RPG ish thing. But I had been having that hanker, and I think we talked about for like playing a Final Fantasy type game, and this yeah. is really filling that need. Yeah. Well, they, these same people made Bravely Default, which is basically why I'm not buying this game because I have so many good RPGs that I just haven't played all the way through. Like right. Bravely Default. Yeah. Um, because I think at this point I should probably beat two RPGs before I get Octopath Traveler, but I do have my eyes on actually eventually getting it. It's one of the only Switch games that's even for the rest of the year that I think looks like something I should really play. I Um, think that is another 
portion of why I got it because I realized like I hadn't used my Switch in like weeks. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and it's not that I don't want to or anything. It's just everything was vastly more interesting on like PC and PS4 that I've been playing. Yeah. I mean, that Captain Toad game was cool, but I barely played it while I had it as a rental and I had it for like 10 fucking days and I played it for like an hour and I was like, oh, this is neat, but I have all these games and I just... You know, like, there's cool shit on the Switch, but it's just also there's a lot of shit that's been elsewhere already. Yeah. And there's stuff that it's like, well, what do I want to play today? God of War or Captain Toad? Like, it's just not... That was the other thing. (laughs) That's part of the reason I haven't gone back to, like, SteamWorld Dig as much because it's competing as, like, I'm playing near, and then, like... Oh, but SteamWorld Dig, it's so good. I mean, it's fun, but like yeah. it also just like in competition with right with other, other things, really good ass game. It's a it's it's yeah, it's a rough go. Yeah. Um. Although I do often like to have a, like a smaller game to fill that gap, and I I am going to go back to that. I just want it because it's only like a couple hours to beat the whole thing. So are you still on the first? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that uh, that game looks awesome. It's um. It's from a studio that made other awesome games, too. I think the second Bravely Default kind of reviewed a little poorly co- compared to the first. Like, not that it was a bad game, yeah. but that it was just like... What was it called? Bravely Second. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, those games always look interesting. It seems like they kind of like to do a very traditional... Like, the brackets of a very traditional yeah. JRPG, but then with, like, the little tweaks. The thing is, those games are so long. Like, I know the... Bravely Default's a really long ass game, so even if yeah, I want to so get back into it, and like, then I still have Persona that I haven't played. That South Park RPG, which would probably be, I could probably pick that up from the beginning and beat it before I could beat any of these other games. Mm-hmm. And then I still got um, what the fuck's it called? Final Fantasy 15, which is dumb, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. So there, so there's that. Um, it's a bad game, but I like it. Um, <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah, so um, Octopath Traveler. That's good. I'm glad one of us is playing it. Uh, yeah, actually, it's, I think it's, it, it deserves our attention. Yeah, it's very, very good. And then I'm glad to be constantly having a, a, need, a want to pull my Switch out now. Yeah. For there, a while there, it was just like, I'm not playing much on it. That's so. basically the, uh, the platform I'm ignoring the most right now. I've yeah. played more on the, the 3DS and the Vita than the Switch recently. Um, other than Simming 2K, which is... Barely a video game activity at this point in my yeah. life. Um, it's a disease more than anything yeah, else. It's a condition. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've been playing, very, very exciting, under the radar, uh, big game that came out earlier this year that was only on PC came to Mac, and I immediately purchased it. It was only 12 bucks. It's currently 20% off on Steam. Into the Breach. Okay. The second game from the people who made FTL. Yes. I fucking love FTL. And Into the Breach is like, hey, we took FTL. We made it a strategy RPG, basically. And you're mechs and you're fighting insects. And that game is fucking cool. I, uh, I started it up the other day. I started off on easy. So basically, I'm going to pull it up here. Into the Breach is like this 2D 8x8 Yeah, it's like a grid-based, grid yeah. Yeah, and you at the beginning, you pick your squad, which you start off with the default squad. Um, I just unlocked another, that two other squads, actually, um, because I've done three runs, and I beat it on my third run on Ooh. easy. On easy. Okay. And this game is pretty intricate and hard. Um, but also, like... 
if you kind of just plan everything out. Like, it's unlike XCOM, nothing is to chance. Like, everything that you plan to do just happens. Uh, and they show okay. you what's going, what the enemy's going to do and what will happen. But all the moves that you make and a lot of the moves that enemies make, like, cause movement amongst the things on the map. Oh, so there's, so, like, reactionary stuff? So, yeah, so you're in tight quarters and things get moved around a lot. Ooh. And, like, certain levels have, like, environmental hazards. Like, a lot of the bugs, they can't stay in the water, but then some bugs fly. And then some uh, robots emit, like, smoke, and then smoke will cancel attacks. So if you knock a bug that's about to hit um, one of your guys into smoke, it'll cancel out his attack. Um, also, there's buildings on every map, and the buildings are your power grid. And if your power grid goes all the way down, it's game over. So, like... A lot of times I will redirect a bug to hit one of my guys instead of the fucking building if I have no other choice. Yeah. Just because I'd rather not like have the fucking meta like health bar that I need to be high for like the end game. Right. Uh, get hit. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, there's, there's a like tidal waves and certain like maps with oceans that come and knock in everything. There's volcanoes in certain maps. There's a desert area. Um, that has like, I forget, maybe a firestorm. There's like forest tiles that catch fire. There's so much depth to everything you do that even though it's just this eight by eight grid, like a lot of objectives are going to ha- involve you defending certain things. Um, sometimes there's like, there's these type, cause the enemies are the VEC and, uh, it's like, there's a volatile VEC, so you cannot kill it because it'll blow everything up. Ooh. So, like, sometimes the objectives are, like, not what you're used to. Or, the, yeah, slightly altered. Uh-huh. Like, like one like, uh, might be block them from spawning out of the ground. So you see where the next wave of guys is going to come on the map. And if you stand over that spot, it'll prevent them from going up, like, out of the ground. But it will also damage you. So there's a lot of risk-reward scenarios. Yeah. And... um and and then like there was one map where I like that was like one of the objectives was break the dam, so I go over I break the dam and then it it separates the map in two, um because a bunch of water comes rushing through the middle of the map, so it's just it's just fucking cool. There's an ice map or island I should say. There's four islands, uh ice a desert, uh forest one, and then there's a fourth one which I didn't even play through to beat the game because after you beat two islands, you can go straight to the underground like layer where they're all coming from, like the volcano. Yeah. Um, and you can play the end of it. Oh, But if you don't, then the, the guys scale with you. So you can go fight a third and fourth island and then the final area is going to be hard. It's harder because your guys are more leveled up. Right. Um, you have different pilots that have different abilities. They also level up. And then because this game's called Into the Breach, like when shit hits the fans or hits the fan, the fucking like all the enemies spawn up from the ground and then you get to warp. Or th- There's also a thing in the options menu. Whenever you're like losing a stage, you can hit abandoned timeline and you take one pilot and he warps to an alternate timeline to where you're basically restarting the game with Holy that one shit. pilot. And, like, then, like, there's an achievement for, like, getting a pilot through the final stage three times. So, uh, my guy who's, there's a guy whose default picture looks a little bit like Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. And so, I, I named him 
Chillum to flow. Yes. And I took him on two timelines, and then on the third one, I just got him murdered. Um, which oh I made, which made me sad. But he actually wasn't even the best pilot, um, because I had unlocked other guys with better abilities, and I just kept abandoning them in the timelines because I liked the name yeah. Chillum to flow more. Fuck yeah. Um, but it's cool. And even if your pilot dies, the next stage the mech returns. It just doesn't have the pilot in it so it's ai operated um you still control it but okay. like you don't have whatever abilities bonuses the pilot or whatever adds. okay yeah but that if makes you sense. if you find a pilot in your levels you can then equip them to the mech there's also a fuck ton of different moves you can get for the mechs um there's like at least eight to ten different squads of mechs so like three different variations in each squad so there's a ton of fucking variety in just like the gameplay like I started off with the base basic one. There's one that's like a spider bot um, that like launches in a straight line in four directions. Um, then there's a tank that launches like in a straight line as well, but it pushes things back. Oh, okay. And then there's the combat mech, which goes up and decks shit. And all of them actually push things back. It just depends on the angle and where you hit. Because the spider one can like has like a fallout effect to where it hit, it can hit something directly for low damage or it can push four things if it hits in the center of four things. It looks so, like the fourth island is some sort of like digital type island or something. Don't know. I haven't been there yet because yeah. I've only done the first three and then I've kind of went just went for it. Um, but yeah, you have to protect your buildings, your objectives. Um, you have a power grid to manage. There's a lot of plates to balance in this game, but also at the end of every round, like your guys all heal up. So, oh, okay. so you can take damage, but you have to be really careful because, like, like one of your mechs just has two HP, so it can get one hit. Oh wow! Um, and then you can upgrade that too, but it comes at a cost. So every time you create, like, beat a section of the island, they'll have like symbols on it. So it might be stars or lightning bolts. Stars will be like become currency for upgrading, um, and like purchasing new moves and shit like that at the end of the island mm-hmm. um and lightning bolts are your, like your power grid so you can replenish it you know if you have your power grid all the way full um you can build up your grids like natural defense to where like if an enemy strikes a building the building might resist it if your defense is high enough like uh, have a percentage that it might resist okay um it's just a fucking cool ass game man it's so deep with the amount of shit you can do uh like, I mean, that was kind of the story of FTL. Like, it's it's a roguelike, but, like, I n- barely ever saw, like, a lot of the same shit twice. And this game is a strategy RPG and very similar in the same way. Uh, it doesn't take very long to get one of your pilots to max level, so it doesn't really feel like you lose a whole lot when you do lose a pilot. Um, That's cool. But I have seen a couple with, like, some cool abilities um, that just change the entire strategy of the way you play. Like... It's crazy how sometimes, like, the slightest thing, like, the the secondary set of mechs that I unlocked was, I think, called the Rusted Hawks, and one of them is just a jet. And it just hops over, like, enemies and drops a bomb on them. And then another one just gets in between them and pushes them around. So you're basically just using it to push fucking enemies around the map. And then the other one, like, throws a missile, and then behind it creates, like, a puff of smoke. But the... uh, the mech that pushes shit around also makes all your smoke electric, so it damages enemies. So it's like, 
it's just like combinations upon oh, combinations like synergy of like, between yeah. everything yeah and you can each mech can have two moves that they unlock you can pause the turn to repair one hp um yeah and it's just fucking nuts like you can also respec uh there's a shit just it's just called power cores and it's basically like your upgrade material um so you, i had the one the run that i uh one on i had upped everybody's hp and then my combat mech i like made his attack super strong to where he was like one hitting most everything um but yeah it's just a fucking cool ass game looks cool i really like the look of it i like the sound i like like the little flavor text between the guys like also forcing enemies to attack each other because you move them in a way to where like their attack pattern stays the same so they might just all of a sudden instead of being pointing at a building they're pointed at each other and they fucking kill each oh, other Oh, so they're hitting each other that's yeah. pretty dope um it's just it's just really neat to play like all the battles are so much variety in them and uh th- yeah then there's there's like passive enemies that are called scions that it's just like okay well they'll like every other enemy will take reduced damage until you kill the scion so sometimes like the scion can really fuck you up if you don't just eliminate him first of all or it might make all your guys take damage for a turn every turn that it's alive you know so there's just there's so much variety in like a game that looks you know maybe it has a relatively simple like graphical style but like it's it's super complicated and like very very deep um so i'm looking forward to playing that on normal um i'm gonna do a couple more rounds on easy though just to see some different shit to play around with the other like squads that i messed messed around with and then there is um currency that you unlock through achievements so if you complete an achievement you get a little like gold coin and it actually has the uh kestrel ship from ftl like (laughs) on the middle of the coin oh that's tight um but that's what you use to unlock new squads Nice. And uh and uh, I think maybe some other shit too. So th- that's how you continue to like do different runs and shit. Um I know this game gets insanely hardcore because there's easy I think there's easy normal hard and hardcore and even on easy it is a challenge. Like Yeah. There even on the run where there was two runs I actually should have beat it on my first run, but I missed an environmental like hazard and killed one of my robots at a critical time and it fucked me oh nice then i actually did the same thing on the run where i where i fucking won but i did it on the final turn after i had made everything like after i basically had won and just hit end turn and then my guy got destroyed and then i survived the final enemy attack and then like warped my my pilot out of there ah nice but um it's just cool it's a cool ass game yeah um i'm gonna play a lot of this game i know it was very easy to get like vacuumed in like last night i played like two and a half hours of it and i just nice. bought it um 12 bucks right now on steam it's really really good if anyone likes strategy games they're just they're probably gonna like this game i know yeah. it was like a bit a major hit earlier this year and i just am now it looks cool as fuck only now able to play it so yeah I like That's it. awesome. I'm glad it got uh, transferred over. Yeah. So, noise. Yeah, this was actually one of my most anticipated games after I got into FTL. Nice. Um, it yeah. is neat, and I know there's a ton of shit I haven't seen, and like there's a bunch of pilots I haven't unlocked um, that'll have different abilities and shit. Like, right. That's what's cool about like these games that have so much like, like you can play it over and over again, and every time like experience different shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But cool. that's it to the breach. Nice. It's pretty sweet. Cool. 
I like it. Oh, you can also rename everyone and also rename your mechs. So, ah, uh, reminiscent have, of XCOM. I have a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, that is a fun aspect of like any game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You play anything else? I do. I have one more. Okay. A secret nuclear bomb at the end. Nuclear. I started a God of War. Nice. Man, is that game fucking good. Spoilers, this is also the final game I have to talk about because I saw you online playing this. Oh, did you see me? Oh, okay. Uh, so, wow, it's uh, that's a good game. That's a fun game to play. Yeah. Where are you, uh, where'd you get to? Uh, I just got through, I just got, well, I met the dwarf that enhances your axe. Okay. And then past that, I got through that, like, Indiana Jones falling ceiling puzzle, the spikes. I don't know if you remember it particularly. I don't. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm like, right, basically not far past the, the dwarf merchant. Um, okay. Bro- What's his name? Bro- Brock? Brock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's... Cause he, has he talked about his brother? Yeah. Because you do eventually run into his brother. I figured I yeah. would because at one point he like makes an offhand comment. He's like, don't let anyone except me... Or my brother upgrade your weapon. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm probably, and he talks about having half the sigil that's burned into your axe. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they're which, actually kind of two main NPCs in the game. Yeah, um, which man, who would have thought having a boomerang axe would be so much fun? Oh, it's awesome. It is fucking cool. Um, yeah, like just the game starts off like s- super cool and like. I remember just being already like in super like in love with it when he chops down that tree and then just hefts it like it's <laughs> fucking like, like it's groceries onto his shoulder and it's like a fucking thirty foot tree that's like a yeah. it's like a four foot wide log and he's yeah. just like all right and then he like hucks it onto the boat and it's just like let's go it's just like oh that's right you're the god of war yeah um and so I've run into like. The guy with the hut, and then, um, yeah, it's it's good. I know that at some points, pro- there's probably going to be several fights that I run into that are going to be like tough enough that annoy the shit out of me, because I've not necessarily struggled, but I've like really got into it with some of these fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the way the game is designed. Yeah, it's kind of like a very like light. Dark Soulsy type deal. You've got a light attack and a heavy attack, and then you're dodging and parrying. The combat's way more nuanced, though. Like you can definitely get some fucking combos in there, and like. Well, that's what's great about it. Is it kind of? I think that's why I love it so much. It kind of involves like the combo esque, like third person character type thing of like a, I don't even like a Devil May Cry or even like a near, so that you're like comboing, but then you're also using your special abilities that you have as you go along mm-hmm. but then also using parrying and blocking when you need to and then yeah. you're throwing your axe so like what's great is like you'll throw it like i'll throw an axe at like one of those mage guys that's like shooting projectiles yeah and then start fighting barehanded and then it involves the whole stun meter which then gives you like doom glory kills yeah which is cool within itself there's a um, lot of fucking layers to that game because yeah the, there's the range there's the like up close and personal and there's like a rage meter you build up you get so many tools for your destruction yes. and then you also have a boy who shoots arrows and then boy he becomes 
very powerful. Yeah, I just got a. Uh, I chose one of his upgrades where, what is it? I think he stuns people sporadically mm-hmm. if he's nearby them. Um, it's also great because he'll call out when someone's about to hit you, which yeah. sometimes if I'm not paying enough attention to like, cause there's also like red arrows. That's what's great about this game. It's giving you, it's like, all right, there's arrows that give you like a kind of a threat indicator, but then he'll be like, watch out. And then I'm like, oh shit. And then all of a sudden I'll hit dodge and it's like, perfect. You perfectly dodged it mm-hmm. because of that. And then like the way it interprets like parrying certain attacks, like really heavy attacks, you're not immediately parrying them the same way but he's like kind of bracing the impact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting the way that that goes down. And then I got one of like the the runes that you put on your axe. So I do yeah. like a like a, a forward thrust AOE, like an ice blast. Oh, you get a runic attack. Yeah. Yeah, there's a light runic and heavy runic. Type. Right, which I haven't even got to the heavy runic attack yet. Um, but yeah, man, it is fucking just like the combat is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And like you're kind of, it's always exciting to, like figure out how I'm going to beat each guy. And then they introduce new creature types and you kind of have to interact differently with each one. And uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And it, it it's a good level of challenge to where I do die occasionally. Yes. But like, I don't feel like the game is too hard or cheating when it no, beats me. No, it's usually like, uh, like I kind of know I'm fucking up. Yeah. And I'm like, just fucking do better. It's just like, you're facing the wrong guy. Stop hitting this dude when someone else is a bigger threat. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, because I started replaying after having walked away from it for a little while, and I just had to come to grips with like, oh man, this game's so deep. I forget how to do all this shit. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's how I do runics. That's how I do this. That's how I work the inventory system. This is how I manage doing like the hand-on-hand combat. And like, I still yeah. I'm sure there's like attacks and shit that like. Because eventually the boy gets also a special like ability too, right? And like it's just it's, it's a lot. You become you get a lot of shit at your disposal the more you unlock. Shit. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, it, it's so fucking sweet, but it is really fucking awesome. Presentation's great too. Yeah, Story's it looks cool. good. It's got a good feel to it. I like um, it being one cut camera. Yeah. Throughout the entire thing, and it's just so weird. Not that I, I didn't play much of the old God of War games. I played most of the way through the first one, and then actually only stopped because it like glitched out on me because I had it on Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so weird seeing Kratos like this, yeah, as opposed to like Action Man with the the chain knives, yeah. And then it's just like kind of like it's like almost like Old Man Logan, but it's like Old Man Kratos, yeah, basically. And then he's but he's so like and just taking this character that's kind of like unlikable and so basically like the imperson like the personification of rage and then be like oh he also gave you a son mm-hmm. and then just like that the quest is like kind of based on this real heartfelt thing and yeah moving that you're in like the um the uh what's the word i'm looking for the different pantheon of gods yeah the norse norse that's what i'm looking for yeah like the moving into that after three games of all being like knee deep in greek slash roman mythology well it's like five games because there was the first three ascension and then there were two psp games so actually six games yeah oh wow there's a lot because i think the, the psp ones are both like origin stories okay i actually downloaded them both on my Vita because they were both given to me for 
PlayStation Plus game. So I had been planning on playing the new one, and I was looking through like just games I could download on my Vita, and I saw both of them there, and I was just like, it would be interesting to look at these now. Yeah. Like, having seen the rest um, of that series already. So, like, and I know that you can play, yeah, like, obviously there's no... You can play this without having played the old ones. Right. But part of me kind of wishes I at least played a little bit more, just to have more of a... I don't know, like history with Kratos to see the differences. It's not like a negative. I'm not even using it that way, but just kind of like, a, oh, that could have been a neat like juxtaposition to now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And especially like knowing his history because it seems like at least a couple of encounters kind of hint at what he's been through. Yeah. Which if you don't 100% know, like I don't 100% know everything. I know some enough that I'm like keeping up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's just like, and then it gets you to the gigantic set pieces that, like, you're so used. Like, the, the one of the boss fights I've run into where you're fighting a dude and it goes to, like, three or four different places and the ways you get to there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, was cool. That was yeah. kind of early on. Um, yeah, very early on. Because I've actually only... I think I'm only, like, two hours in. Um, oh, okay. So, but, yeah, it's just... And it's just... There's so much... I feel like it's intricate if you want it to be, but also if you don't, you don't have to. And I think that that's a huge credit to that game. Well, because there's a lot of stuff off the beaten path, like puzzles you can engage with and side areas to where it's like, if you go looking for shit, you find shit in that game. Yeah. So <coughs> you can just go blast through all that shit and then miss some, um, or you can kind of snoop around and dig in and then like find some puzzles and, and solve them. And, and most of the stuff that I come across... I'm able to solve, and then if not, it's just an ability that I have to come back for later. But then there's a couple times, too, where the game will take you back through an area you've already been through. Yeah. So that way you can get the shit that you couldn't get before. Sure. And also they use that as time to um, give some more exposition between the characters, between mm-hmm. Kratos and Atreus. And, like, it's cool. It's neat. Like, um, I've actually done that several po- times at the point where I'm at. Um, and so it's like it's kind of nice to just be able to like casually stroll back through an area that you've cleared out right. while they're talking about it. And it's like the adventure is continuing, you know, and it's giving me more than, ha- you know, most games where you just hit a fast travel button. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's neat. It's cool. Ass game. They, th- they continue to throw some, some different types of enemies at you later too. Yeah. I think the one constant is that there's a bunch of trolls you fight or, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, have you fought a troll yet? I don't think so, unless that first boss you fought is a troll. Uh, maybe. He's got like a fucking like stone pillar that he's yeah, trying to hit you yeah, with? Yeah, basically. Okay. So you fight all those, and I think they're all like uniquely named and shit. And like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've fought several of those. Actually, where, right where I reloaded was right before one of about those boss fights. I'm like trying to relearn the controls and everything. I'm like, Dah! I'm just playing this poorly. Yeah. And, and so I had to get my ass kicked a couple times, but... uh. Yeah, where I picked back up, I'm fairly deep into the game. I don't know exactly how deep, but I'm definitely like, like even the gear is like color coded too. So where they have like green, blue, purple, and shit like that. And oh, actually, okay. I'm starting to get like some purple shit here and there. And I like, haven't even like really run into gear at all yet. Yeah. So I so, still have like the starter shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely like I've maxed out some like of the skill tree okay. portions, like a couple of the. Different things. I think Atreus right now has all his abilities are unlocked now, so he's super strong for me. And like, 
really, really effective, which is also cool, too, because in the beginning of the game, he's less so, mm-hmm. you know, and he's more just like a button you have, which, sun action. Yeah. For square for sun action. That's uh, still a thing. Yeah, that's something you don't <laughs> see in many other games no. ever. Sun action. Yeah. Uh, My goal is to beat this game before Spider-Man, which I think I is very doable. Yeah, that was kind of why I wanted to jump on it because I'm playing. I don't like to play two like bigger games at the same time. Yeah. So I was gonna be like, I want to play through near at least B, and then you know, I, I, obviously, I want to finish it all, B and C. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I also, I, I just want to try this. Like, so even if I get into it and I play, you know, enough to make commentary about it, if we do, I mean, I plan on beating it before the end of the year anyway. Yeah. But even if I do, do just get like, oh, I get bogged down or something else caught my eye or whatever. Um, and like it's pretty much universally loved. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to like dislike this. If anything, I'll be like, eh, it's kind of tough or like, eh, not exactly my, but it's like, but I like these kinds of games and I'm not one of those people that shit on Kratos this whole time as an, oh, he's an uninteresting character. It's like, well, no, he's just like a fucking rage dude. Yeah. And so now it's just like the next level. That I like, he's still rage dude, but he's Papa rage dude. Yes. Um, Still got my Spartan Rage. I just don't have fucking chain knives, which kind of is, is kind of like, well, that's going to be a bummer without it, but they gave me that Leviathan axe, and, and uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah, and, like, the combat in that game gets so, like, like especially after you start, like, leveling up and, like, unlocking more moves with the, like, axe and with the, with the like, unarmed, it has, like, its own tree, too. Yeah. So it's just, like... Well, because, yeah, like... St- Stun meter is like its own thing yeah. besides life meter, mm-hmm. and then some of the and then obviously I've run into like the frozen dudes who you have to use unarmed with anyway. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It, it brings a whole new uh, idea to it because even the way it interacts is different. Because like, um, like the heavy axe attack starts like a juggle, so you can like do that and then light attack, and then you're just basically like hovering them in the air with mm-hmm. this like sushi chop like constantly into a wall but like if you're gonna uh, go unarmed and hit the heavy it kind of just boots them backwards so it's like a good clear out move to get your bearings and move forward to the next thing i sometimes like throwing an axe start doing some stuff so i don't exactly remember where i threw it and then just yanking it out of the sky yeah. and then seeing who the fuck it hits on the way yeah that's uh yeah, pretty that's cool. satisfying do you ever use the quick turn bottom d-pad no i haven't yet that's another thing like i'm still also bad at using atreus right now mm-hmm. i'm kind of just letting him do his own thing because i haven't run into but like once you run into like those witch yeah where you have to use him or they're like not hittable yeah he will he becomes pretty critical for exactly finding so, an easy way to beat them yeah and i'm ch- i'm trying so i'm trying to get better with using all of the aspects of the game mm-hmm. um which there are a lot of. Yeah. And not in a bad way where it feels cluttered, but in a like, hey, this is really dynamic. Yeah. Now and I'm thinking of it, in fact, uh, changing the HUD to immersive mode, which is what I did with Zelda, where it basically turns off everything. Oh, it shows you everything. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm, now I've like relearned all the controls and shit, but like, I don't know how that'll be either, because then that, yeah. I think that takes away like health bars and fucking compass and like all that shit right that's such a good looking game that like i just want to see yeah see more of it Mm -hmm. absolutely and then i don't know if there'll be any indicator for when i'm in danger or what but uh right i'm gonna try that next yeah might as well give it a look yeah the only thing i'd really like health you can kind of gauge by how much you're getting hit anyway and then it'll give you kind of like the red like danger like you've been hit too much Mm -hmm. the only thing i really would probably need like 
is the the rage meter. I don't know how you'd be able to tell that without the meter being on screen. Yeah, I guess just guess guessing. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's like a, a just a, such a random like, and it's obviously it'll pro- the dynamic will probably change as the game goes. It'll probably be kind of the the trope of the thing between him and Atreus. But like, it's so much you know because you kind of had the joel ellie thing where it's like at first they're like they don't really know each other and then they become you know father and daughter essentially whereas in this one it's so much more brutal like you're just yeah. like literally like the one to- the <laughs> do not speak again yeah. and then just like there's just like silence for a while and then he actually says something and then he goes right back he's like i don't know how long it'll take I told you not to speak. And it's just so funny that he's just like He's like, where do I go? Go in the direction of deer. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's so fun. Yeah, it's just in Yeah, it's just Boy. satisfying in every way. Yeah. Boy. Boy. Yeah, that's a good ass game. Um, good time to be dipping into these uh here and now games before September comes and the tidal wave of games. Yeah. Um uh, approaches, uh, which we will talk about as soon as we get refilled. Yeah. Okay, so we have a game time talk to talk about, yeah. Here we are <laughs> talking about current event arenas. Uh QuakeCon happened. Slash is happening right now. I don't know the exact dates, but guess what? They showed off some uh, Rage 2. That's where we'll start here. Yeah. Um, starting out of chronological order because okay. uh, there's a few other things besides QuakeCon. Um, Rage 2. It looks like id combined with Mad Max. Yeah. Combined with superpowers. Yeah, question mark. And it's made by the Mad Max people who are also the Just Cause people. Right. And those Just Cause games from what I've played are fun. And yeah. And that Mad Max game from what I hear is fun. And id games are fun. Um, not that this is made by id, but it's using their engine. And this game looks cool now. Uh, the joke is over. Rage 2 is going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm actually mildly interested now, which you couldn't have fucking... I, you couldn't have had me less interested, like... Even not even like a week ago, like well, lots of games coming out. Who cares? I bought it for three dollars, and I've yet to pay it, play it. But um, I bought it on Xbox for three bucks. So okay, I'm going to play the first range. Good deal. I know I had the first one had a lot of vehicular stuff too, so it's it's not totally even tacked on for this new one. Um, but it looks like a fucking badass Mad Max game where I can like super jump and do fucking crazy shit. Um. And it's got that weird knife boomerang thing, that like heat-seeking knife boomerang. Yeah, thing. which is always nice. Yeah, which I forget Throwing what it's called. Throwing weapons are fun. But yeah, it's um, it's neat. That game looks good. It looks like it's gonna be a good game. That's a 2019 game, but uh, God, 2019. What a weird futuristic-sounding year. That is alarming. Four months away. It's alarming. <laughs> um. It is very close. Yeah. It is closer to 2019 than we were to 2017. Yes. Um, That looks cool, though. I'm glad that that game was basically a a Walmart leak turned butt of a joke uh, turned to, like, one of the more exciting games for next year, even. Well, yeah, because I know that it was also not even just a joke, but, like, a disappointment to a lot of people because that's yeah. not what they wanted out of Bethesda no. at all. So but at this point, I think people's expectations for Bethesda are, 
are more in line to where they should be to where it's like even though people are like oh, we saw Elder Scrolls 6 maybe next year it's like no dude you saw a title like that game's far away and that was and, after and telling you about Starfield yeah. which is barely started I think yeah so th- their games are far away but then they're also like bam here's Rage 2 coming soon and then voila Doom, t- Doom Eternal gameplay yeah which is the next thing I wanted to talk about yes and there's a shotgun with a grappling hook attached to it I mean what else do you fucking need um, not much else no not much else I mean the first game was so exquisite that like literally they probably could have just popped out another one of those with a few extra things mm-hmm. but it looks like they went like fucking back to the drawing bar bard. the drawing bad <laughs> they went to the drawing bad barb uh, we went back to the drawing barb barb Come in, get get my coat, Barb. Um, yeah, but they went uh, back to basics and were like, "How can we fuck this shit up?" And uh, in the best possible way, I don't mean ruin it, but like, yeah, no, it just seems like those fucking big crazy battles that were in the first Doom. That there's going to be more of those, and there's going to be way more scaling because it looks like they went into even more into the platformer direction that they already were in. Well. Toward yeah, Doom, Doom Eternal looks like a 3D platformer. Yeah, there's like ton of physics. Guns. There's like bar swinging into like double jumps into in a game that is so reliant on your mobility to enhance the mobility uh, is something I didn't even think about, but is a brilliant idea. Yeah, and then like there was a section where he was like wall climbing on this textured surface, like and then he fingers like, in the wall, <laughs> like just like fist climbing like a crazed <laughs> ape. Yeah, and then he. Um, then he like grapple hooks onto one of those like uh, I forget what they're called, but they look like beholders from fucking yeah Forgotten Realms. Um, and fucking goes up two levels in the in the map. So it's like, man, like those those levels in that first game, well, that reboot, um, from Doom twenty sixteen were already chaotic and fucking, you know, maze like in certain ways. And this game is just like adding to it with the ways you can get around and everything is crusty and on fire. Right. And just, Oh, it just looks awesome. Yeah. Just looks fucking awesome. And now the day before both those games, Oh, I should add, um, both doom and the original rage were added to Xbox games pass. So that's neat. Although I already had the original doom, which I recently bought on PS4, um, which is where my save lies anyways. Uh, and then, um, I already bought Rage for like three bucks, like I just talked about. But that's cool. That's cool that they did that because that adds to the amount of people who will play these new games more than likely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. Uh, the day before QuakeCon started, and we saw Doom. Though, we got to saw Red, got to see blah blah blah, a Red Dead Redemption tear, a six-minute trailer that Rockstar put out, just uh, whenever the fuck they wanted to. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I feel like they know what they're doing at this point where they're like... Yeah, I, it's very evident from the video that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I like that they went with a more guided, like, hey, this is a video for, like, game players. It's like, what all did you add? Well, we're going to explain, like, everything that piece we by piece. added. Yeah. yeah. Um, the landscapes look fucking terrific and lived in, and, like, the wilderness looks like the wilderness. There's a lot of variation they went through showing, like, the towns... The forest, the swamps, Absolutely. and the fucking like all the variation. Um, there was even a snowy like part where they were fucking trudging through like a blizzard. It looked like, yeah, it looks fucking awesome. Um, the idea that you're part of this roving gang that just sets up camp 
and in the first game when you would like stop and play cards at a village like that shit is just in your camp and then you earned quests through like the friendships you make also the npc interactions like riding by a guy on the street you can call out and greet to him and then like also you can just get hostile with people yeah and there's like intimidation there's like um it seems like you can hold people up yeah it's just so much fucking options like that game that first game was already so fucking out there and then they obviously cranked it up when they did grand theft auto 5 and it seems like every game they come out with they just up the ante because they're like on a fucking crazy trajectory now. Because what was before? Let's see. Before before GTA Four, what was their last like big open world game? Was it just San Andreas? Was there anything in between those two? No, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So they went from like Grand Theft Auto Three, then Vice City. They added a little bit, and then San Andreas was like, boom. There's a bunch of shit you can do. Right. And absolutely. then Grand Theft Auto Four was like, hey, look at we fucking turned up a lot of this shit, made it realistic, added like these. These other little missions that you didn't have before, um, and the game just played, you know, very well also. And then F- Red Dead came out. It was a whole new fucking thing. They brought back the Dead Eye. Uh, then GTA Five is this fucking crazy, maybe one of the coolest, like, most, like, built-out open worlds that there is uh, in terms of how fucking detailed it is. And now Red Dead's getting that treatment to another degree like it just fucking it looks exactly like the game that everyone fucking wants yeah pretty much like i mean there couldn't have been there it would have been hard for them to release something that would have made me look at that game and be like oh that's not what i want like you would have really like that it's one of those it's one of those surefire games yeah kind of like even more than almost anything else that comes i mean actually probably since gta 5 where it's just like Oh, well, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. Like, there's really nothing you could do that would be like, oh, I don't want that. Uh, Fallout 4 is the same way. It's just like, even though Fall, I didn't like it as much as New Vegas per se, but it's still like, I'm, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, there's certain studios that you just have, you give the like kind of surefire confidence, and then it's like, it's like, well, well Naughty Dog comes out with a game, and it's like, well, that's going to be a good game. And like, yeah. Rockstar comes out with a game, and it's like, well, that's going to be a good game. And then there's like rare exception with either of those statements. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, but like, oh man, that game looks so fucking good. Like, it looks better than I thought. It looks all like better yeah, than I actu- had imagined in my head. Actually, I'd agree with you there. Like, even like it did. Like, not that I was, I was expecting them to just do more of the same. No, but, but they like, could have. They could have, and I was like, well, there's probably going to be like updated graphics, and it's like that's oh, going to be a wider world, maybe some. But there's just like the mechanics that even just they showed you in that one video mm-hmm. are massively expanded. Um, and seem really intricate and provide a world that's really dynamic and like alive. Yeah, shit like hunting now and bringing food back to your gang like gives you better standing with your gang and like shit like that. It's just like fucking, it's cool. There's reasons to do shit in the game world that like they justify. So it's, it's just neat. It's oh man, I'm just so excited for that fucking game. I can't believe it. This game is so like this year is so fucking full of fucking peaks. Like yeah, in several different genres at this point, because that is going to be the open world like story based one, and there's really not going to be anything contending with it because that Fallout game is online, and it's not going to be super story heavy from what I have gleaned from it at least. Yeah, if like any story at all. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, Red Dead has a chance to just like, you know, kind of live in its own fucking space, which I'm sure a lot of like game companies like you know they're not going to try to fucking 
make a game like Red Dead right before Red Dead comes out. But god damn, that game looks fucking good. Um, so there was that. Uh, then I would have mentioned this first if I had remembered to mention it. But uh, there was also a thing with the uh, new Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the dynamic difficulty. I thought this was just super cool and worth mentioning. Um, the new Tomb Raider is going to have different difficulties for like environmental like puzzles and combat and god what was the other fucking thing here hang on i got it here so like for the like uh i think like general traversal is the other one so like you know how certain games like specifically uncharted and tomb raider kind of like whitewashed ledges you can climb on yeah so on like hard they're not they're just ledges they and then like there's visual, slight visual cues on normal, and then there's like heavy visual cues on easy, and then like okay, the puzzle difficulty was the other thing, because they'll they'll have things that glow, you know, yeah. when you like walk up to them to interact with them on easy, versus like hard, they're just objects in the landscape, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just neat. It's a good idea to like approach things that way, to where when you're starting the game, and hopefully at any point in time, which is pretty standard now um that you can tweak the difficulty to me it's like well maybe i do want like hard combat but like easy puzzles or like you know the exploration to be hard uh because in the past like games like kind of just handhold you through that or you get to pick and choose like what you want out of that um that's a really really good idea that i think more games could take uh a cue from but uh i, I just thought that was definitely fucking cool as fuck and like you can there's a bunch of accessibility stuff for people too like reducing like camera shake and like um being able to invert uh the y-axis turning like uh vibration off for people who can't use it so it's just like as games get bigger and bigger like having like one game just fucking go in this direction is going to be enough to where it's like, oh, well, I really appreciate that this game did this. Why don't more games do that? Like, I, f- I forget what the first game, I don't think I knew, actually, what the first game to put a colorblind mode in, but I've seen it in, like, mo- many, many games now. You yeah, know? it's becoming way more commonplace. Yeah, and so, like, um, yeah, it's just cool. It's, it's just fucking cool. Um, but the the difficulty specifically, having, like, let me see if I can get a little bit of a breakdown in here. Um, easy combat. Okay. Aim assist enabled. Enemies have lower health, do less damage. Ammo boxes are plentiful. Enemies have illuminated silhouettes. Normal. Enemies have normal health and damage. Ammo boxes are rare. Enemies have illuminated silhouettes. Hard. Enemies have increased health, do more damage, and locate Laura, Lara more quickly. Excuse me. Uh, no health regeneration in combat. Ammo is rare. No hit markers on the reticle. So just something like that, like, I can't even really tell if you're hitting them. Yeah. Um, enemies are not highlighted uh, in Survival Instincts. Deadly Obsession, which is the hardest difficulty. Same as hard. No hot HUD icon when Lara is being detected by an enemy. So you can't tell when they have found you or not. Um, and then Exploration has the same type of breakdown, like, with the fucking white paint on the critical path. Uh, longer timers for when you're, like, grabbing shit. And ah, you have to do yes. a QTE. Okay. Um, base camps being lit or unlit. Um, no survival instincts during exploration. That was like that fucking kind of like grayscale view. 
okay, where you yeah, find yeah. like puzzle elements. Um, and then the Deadly Obsession. Let's see. Uh, you have to use resources to light base camps, and the game only saves at base camps. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Then like the puzzles like kind of same shit with like longer window of opportunities for like UTEs and shit like that. Things being highlighted. It's just cool. It's just a good idea. Um, and then not having that uh, survival instincts like vision too, which is kind of what Last of Us did with their grounded mode. Like you didn't get the like ultra hearing that you had to check mm-hmm. out when zombies were around the corner. Like yeah. Click, well, clickers were around the corner. Or whatever. Right. Um, I think that's neat. I think that's really cool. I like games that kind of strip away some of that stuff just so you can test it out. Like Zelda, well, once I played a lot of Breath of the Wild, I turned the HUD off. And then I could tell... Like, just based on, A, where I was in the game, but also on the way the character looked, like, when the weather was dealing effects to me. So, when it was cold and I had to switch his armor set. Or oh, when it was, right. like, too hot and I had to fucking find, a, like, fire protection. And yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. And so, then I ended up playing, like, most of that game without the HUD. And I think that helped me get way more into actually like exploration in Hyrule because it just stripped actual like video games away, video game elements away from the game. Um, And I think that's what this Tomb Raider is aiming for. I know God of War does that and I already talked about doing that Mm -hmm. in God of War. Yeah. But I think the more that games like kind of explore that territory, like Battlefield had this like HUDless mode, but there was certain shit like there was no indicators for like, like basic shit. Like I can't identify uniforms of my enemies (laughs) Versus like friendly, you know. Yeah. At the fucking just like, at a snick at a glance, you know. So it helps having that little highlighted name or whatever above them. But uh, it's cool. It's a cool thing. I've always yeah, wanted like just, games to be like hudless. Yeah. You know? Well, and not only that, like like we're talking about, like just the dynamic nature of like, because sometimes it isn't a catch-all when I want things more or less difficult oh yeah it's like hey i want you to stop being such a bullet sponge like but i don't need a fucking my hand being held in puzzles as much or vice versa it's like i kind of like seeing a white ledge that just show because it just you know i can jump to it and then i'm moving forward yeah. i'm not playing a puzzle to get to that part and then you know but then i can maybe bump the puzzle difficulty up to make that a little more it's just a really cool and unique idea and it's kind of surprising that it's taken this long for a game to really delve into that yeah and but it, you know it, it, it also makes sense for that game because that game is one that has so many pieces to it Mm -hmm. um well we definitely talked i think maybe as soon as last week or as recent as last week i should say um about games like being too hard and not respecting your time and like this is a game that's like well we've thought about like well what if you just want the puzzles to be hard like what if you don't want the enemy encounters to be hard at all because you've shot a million guys in a million different games it's like well that would make sense yeah, exactly. So then, like, the exploration of the tombs could be the big part of Tomb Raider, which, hey, guess what, is the fucking reason why most people play that game anyways. Sure, yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's just cool. It's just cool to see that shit. Um, there was another thing I wanted to maybe talk about, but not. I don't really care. We usually don't talk about stuff, like, that happens on video game websites, but I just thought it was kind of funny. Oh, uh, uh, is it the plagiarized? Yeah, the IGN review? guy who was a full-time employee and their Nintendo editor who plagiarized their dead cell review and then, uh, got fired and then they re released a new review. And then, um, that guy got on YouTube and basically said, 
I take full ownership, but these guys are just talking about me for clicks, and it's like, no, nah, dude, you you plagiarize that, and then and, they what, fa- and then that that Jason Schreier guy from Kotaku found another review where he took some shit from Engadget for this Metroid game, so it was just like, yeah. Uh, this is another example of just someone being kind of an asshole. Like we've talked about like PewDiePie being an asshole. I think we just talk about people being assholes kind of sometimes. Yeah, there's another streamer that just ta- got himself into fucking dumb shit over some stuff he said about how he wouldn't stream with women anymore. Was it that ninja guy? Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, I briefly saw that. I well, what really it is is people that have no business being in the public eye all of a sudden being in front of thousands of people maybe hundreds of thousands depending um and being dipshits um not so much as ign writer that's a case of a guy who probably it seems like by jason schreier's past digging up maybe skated by in his career and doing some this is probably not the first two times he's done that no i doubt it like fucking not to condemn the guy without proof but well, also, the way he reacted to it did not seem like a person that no, was like... No, fuck it. I mean, condemn him because there is proof. Like, I don't give people the benefit of the doubt when it's like the evidence is obvious. Like, I don't fucking... Like, you steal, like, key phrases and you change a couple things. Like, you just reword a couple things. And it's... It, when it's, You can cite three or four examples. It's like, dude, I did that in high school. Like, you're not, like, yeah. fooling anyone. Like, yeah. no one believes you at this point. Yeah. So, for you to be like, oh, I take full responsibility, but... At the same time, the only thing he actually said about the article or the review that he stole the shit from was that it was unintentional. It's like, fuck you, man. You're like, you're basically lying to my face. Yeah. How about can you own shit? up to it and then say that it wasn't intentional? Yeah. It's right. Like, well, then you don't own up to it. Yeah. You just told me it was unintentional. So that means you didn't do it. Exactly. It's, like, it's horseshit. Exactly. You know, and that's the kind of knob like, yeah, because I know that actually Danny O'Dwyer had a couple comments about it, about like, because there's people a that a lot were, of people did. Um, well, his was more like people that are like, yeah, I'm going to interview him and talk to him. And he was like, why? It's like, you didn't want to talk to him when he was just a reviewer, and now he's just a reviewer that's a cheating plagiarist. Yeah. Why give him a platform? It's like, it's like because it's like, yeah, he had a platform to explain himself in that video, and it was very bad. Yeah. We don't need more of that. He was a writer at a fucking high level, um, and probably maybe the number one gaming outlet right now. One of the tops, yeah. Um, I mean, despite, I'm not saying quality-wise, just in terms of recognition. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's yeah, and and once again, like it just casts a bad light because people kind of shit on games journalism as it is. Um, well, and it makes that website look worse than it does. It makes them know. look worse. It makes games journalism look stupid. It looks like these guys at the highest level are cheating off guys from some other place. Yeah, and it's just like that's a guy with a a fairly well-known game a popular game yeah that people are interested in yeah that game is on fire right now uh yeah on a high on a more positive note that's supposed to be a great game yeah um i'm actually considering getting it it's um, metroidvania so i'm gonna it's wait. also roguelike i'm gonna well i'm kind of cool with the roguelikes now that i've gotten to ftl and well uh, right and into the breach but at the same time that it definitely has to like be my type of game also yeah i haven't so. really hit I haven't really scratched my roguelike itch in a while. Probably, well, I just played Binding of Isaac not that long ago. And that was a good one. And if I want to scratch the Metroidvania itch, I'm going to wait and see how this Guacamelee 2 reviews go. Yeah. But there's a bunch of those games that are coming out, like Chasm right now, Dead Cells uh, is the game in question. Well, and then Dead Cells has been in um, pre, not preview mode, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Early access. Early access for yeah. like 
a year now or something. And the Chasm game has been in development for a really long time. Because I think then, I was listening and to... And Salt and Sanctuary just came out on, v- on Switch, too. Oh, did it? Yeah, and so it's just like... I've always had a mild interest in that game. Well, that, that game is more like a Dark Souls light, right? Like a... But it is also the Metroidvania thing, and then fucking Hollow Knight also just came out on Switch, and so people are still playing that. That's one where I was like... That game was like, I respect that game, but especially once I t- heard, especially when Hazel was talking about how long it takes to beat it, I was like, oh, I'm just never going to play that. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I mean, like, not n- never say never. Yeah. But I just don't know. Um, it's but, just, I loved Rogue Legacy so much, and now I want something to be Rogue Legacy, but I don't know if anything ever will be Rogue Legacy. I think you're probably the demographic for this Dead Cells game then. That's what I'm thinking. You're probably the right person to try to play that game. Because that's probably like a top 20 game for me. Uh, So I would love to go back into that. Yeah, I feel like an idiot every time I've tried to play Rogue Legacy. Um, Yeah, I just feel like I do a bad job and then I give up. Um, (laughs) That's like the first like five hours of that game because you go to the first boss and it just fucking shits on you like you're a toddler and you're like, oh, I'm just really bad. And it's like, no, you just got to learn the ins and outs. Because that was a game that, like, two bosses in, I was like, oh, this is just me, one of those games that I play to kill time. I'm never going to actually beat. Mm-hmm. And then I start getting, like, better. And then, like, I'm doing shit that I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm kind of good at this game now. And then you start beating bosses. You're like, okay, now I'm going to fucking end this shit. And you do. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why I think I loved it so much that I was, like, kind of under the radar, like, oh, I beat another boss. All right, let's keep going. Um, yeah. So, lo and behold, anyway. we're, we're in this. "Quote unquote dead period before Madden comes out, which now yeah. Madden's fucking coming out anyways. If you were one of the suckers who bought the hundred dollar version today, stupid, um, stupid, dumb, dumb, or yesterday, technically, uh, well, no, I mean not even really because if you play Ultimate Team, then I'm sure it's it justifies the cost. Um, but like I don't well, play yeah, Ultimate that's Team. That's the same thing. Like as much as I like am a person that plays sports games, I'm also pretty much I play like." franchise and all of them and yeah, that is it like the same too. thing with everyone's like NBA 2K was so disappointing because the storyline the, in, in the blank yeah. and I was like storyline I'm like do you mean the draft numbers that I push in <laughs> and then the contracts between the seasons yeah. and they're like no because Spike Lee did I was like Spike Lee had nothing to do with me playing 82 games and drafting a rookie named Yo, Spike Lee, but what I've heard about Spike Lee's story mode in that NBA 2K game is so nuts well there's a, there's a ghost man yeah there's a ghost. There's a ghost in it. <laughs> Watch out. Spike Lee put a ghost in a basketball. Yep. Well, first off, Spike Lee did the story for a basketball game. Hey, let's, well, let's jump in right let's, there. Wait, let's back out of this. <laughs> There's a man who plagiarized the video, and now we're talking about Spike uh, Lee's ghost ball. Well, it was like you said, we don't usually jump into stuff. We jump more into more fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, fuck that guy, but also, like, maybe don't, like, like see that's the thing is like i don't want to pile on to like there's already like a million people like yeah it's such a piece of shit and it's just like uh no no, this is really just like he shouldn't work there anymore and everyone should move on with their lives yeah um but also i don't want to like crucify the guy but also like you know what you did he should actually own up to things instead of just saying i'm owning up to it and then be like if you can find anything else when i've done this since like well yeah here dude right here Right. Like, what are you going to say to that? It's like, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Apologize for that one too. Like, what are you, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, it's just I, like, it's, it's people being shitty. To, right. Like, and then responding, 
like people uh, other people were responding in a shitty way and it's just this fucking ugly fucking thing. circle like, of toxicity doesn't need to be in the spotlight of any of this shit no that's like, kind of why i appreciated the thing it's just like we don't need to hear any more from him. i'm not saying like can, he's like what he did was shitty and that's that he got fired yeah. there's the punishment he lost his job that sucks what yeah. he did sucks he did something sucky and something sucky happened to him the punishment fits the crime right like and especially that and now it, his name has been fucking ran into the ground too right well and so now you're yeah exactly and that's why it just you know i don't want the guy to like fucking die or anything no. or even like i you know i hope he gets a job doing something else or if he learns at least i don't want him to get a job he's just going to continue to keep doing this because right. then yeah. you're a shit heel that's like benefiting from being a shit heel and then at the same time he's got like people in their fucking entire careers are based on fucking someone else's work a lot of times so it's just like you know, you're you're only gonna get so far, like thinking that way anyway. Like because there's there's probably one of your favorite movies has been like basically stole some ideas from like some movie from before, or is a a, a direct fucking remake or a and they just or, yeah it's or, fucking reskin. Like, yeah, I mean, how many movies have been like remade, quote unquote? And they'll tell you that when you ask, like, oh yeah, this is technically a remake of this film, but they're not putting it on the posters or anything. The Departed is a prime example. Like, it's still one of my favorite movies, and I would never denigrate how I think it's great. One of the yeah. best movies ever made, but it's still like, well, this was actually a, a Japanese movie or a Korean movie, either one of the two. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's called Infernal Affairs. Mm. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, you Americanize it. And obviously, you put your own spin on it because you're putting all these actors and you're putting it in a Star geographical power, yeah. importance of Boston. And Scorsese's doing it, and he's a fucking right, master and he's of a brilliant, his crack. But it's like the idea is somewhere else. And obviously, it was one of those things, like I said, they don't say, like, based on Infernal Affairs, obviously. But they're yeah. like, but if you, I mean, he would never shy away. If you, you know, it was kind of a, a bullet point question a lot of times. Like, where did you get, you know, what inspired you to redo that movie and he would talk about oh, i have an appreciation for asian cinema so on and so forth mm. but it's still like there's still that point where it's just like yeah but you're not telling anybody that up front like it's still it's like hey i made the departed it's yeah like, you know yeah and, and i don't think it's even shit like it's this. a little a little different when you're fucking aping a guy's youtube video right video straight game. plagiarism like, is different well yeah but it it just I don't know. I think just people need to grow to the point where it's like, okay, when someone does something shitty, and this is no longer even about video games, so I'm going to end this soon. Um, no, When I someone understand. does something shitty, there's just a shittier reaction. Yeah. And it's just like, maybe we can not be shittier for once. It would be nice to just be like, like, I don't know. Hey, man, this is really like a really shitty thing. It's like, oh, well, I take full responsibility. Can you find more examples? Like, yes, here are the more examples. You're not taking full Stop responsibility. Stop being shitty. Please learn from this. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just on full fucking automatic all the time. That's oh, the problem. Just, people suck. Yeah. And it's just like on both ends. And it's just like how reacted we reacted. I feel it's like this, I don't understand why more people. It's like, hey, man, why do you do that? That sucks what you did. And then ending it be like, all right, man. Bye. Like more crazy to think he would have like tried it and to think he would have got away with it. Like it's just there's the internet now. It's like... <laughs> And everyone on the internet. Well, just like, what do you, what, evidence of crime, crime. Yeah. Share it with the world. Like, Also, <laughs> there's the person that made the original review. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, oh, how will I ever show anyone that, oh, yeah, I'll just make a video showing how everyone. 
you know, showing everyone what happened to me. It's yeah, it's, it's just, fucking bananas. It's bizarre. Oh well, it's a weird like time we live in because there's a, like so much like fucked up shit that's like there's too much fucked up shit. Yeah, and it's all like fucking colliding at once. That we have like fucking asshole YouTuber guys who are like it's a prank and it's like no you're committing crimes and it's just, yeah you know like you're abusing your children and there was that daddy oh five guy it's like you he was just got caught in trouble for like child abuse and then like he was like vlogging with his like family and like punishing his kids and like pranking them and like oh like like lame re- no like really like psycho disturbing shit to watch and then like then he's at it again and it's just like please learn Please, yeah. like, why do you think the entire world was mad at you and saying you were abusing your kids? Because you're putting them through hell. Like, it's just... Right. Well, and despite what, like, people love to, say, like, have this buffer where they're like, I'm not a role model. It's like, well, you don't get to decide that. No. Yeah, it's fun. You don't get to decide who that's is fucked. looking up to you. And so that's when these streamers, it's like, that ninja dude, you know, what? Uh, despite what you think of his opinion or whatever, but it's like... Yeah, you know, the people watching your stream, Fortnite, most of those people are eight-year-old kids because it's a free game and their parents are letting them play it. If there was Not only, most of them, but like, you know what I mean. If there was only a way to show verified age on the internet in a way that was like bulletproof, yeah, I feel like everything would have the proper context. Right. It's like, a thousand eight-year-olds agree with you, you know, like fucking... Uh, Two million sixteen-year-olds are watching you. Then people would be like, "Oh, I should really gear this towards it." You know? Yeah. They they should they there'd be a better understanding. Like, then people wouldn't be arguing with some fucking little ass immature kid all the time. Like, sure. Half the time I feel like that's what it is because I'll look up something and I'll be like, "Who the fuck likes this shit?" And people be like, "Oh, this is the best shit ever." I'm like, maybe it's because you've never heard good music is why you feel right. like this really bad music is so good. Like stuff like that. I just oh god. Anyways, super off topic now. Yeah, um, well, I mean, but we a lot of what we were talking to relates to the gaming industry, yeah. though. So yeah, well, the gaming industry, society at large, it's all fucked. Yeah, um, <laughs> unfortunately, the gaming industry doesn't tend to often be the best section of humanity. Sometimes, yeah, but I hardly find it as the worst, or like even oh, like no, no, a, no, even no, like no. a deplorable example of it. Like I think they get too much shit for that, but like. There, there's plenty of other like aspects of, like dude look at look at fucking politics look at fucking sports fans like yeah. look at fucking fanatics over fucking music and and movies and shit. Well, it's, it's the same with everything. Just as it's bad the, everywhere. It's else. the ones that want their voice to be heard. Yeah, because like you and me, you know, or just the general normal person that has an opinion, even if it's it's like I don't, I'm not. I don't care. Like, you know, I'm just going to well, do Well, yeah, thing. someone could shit on all the games we like and then just be like, oh, okay, well, I think your opinion in games is bad, but moving on. Like, I just yeah. don't... Like, I don't... There's no point in me, like, fucking going after him and fucking acting like a shithole uh, other than, like, just to fucking do it, which is why people do it in the first place. Like, Yeah, or, like, you catch me in the right mood and I just lose track of myself and I become an asshole. That happens. <laughs> I mean, that's different in real life, but like I'm saying, like on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, specifically, at least for me, at least I like. I just don't engage in that shit anymore. I used to. I definitely used to just like. I mean, I, <laughs> I used to just make a bunch of child abuse jokes on Twitter. <laughs> that shit happens. But I, I had like three thousand followers. They were like, <laughs> you know, retweeting a bunch. Of shit, but it's just not. There's just no point. There's just no point in any of this shit. I don't know. I I feel like I've totally now I'm I've gotten so general I've lost the point of anything that I said. Um I think we're all right. Yeah. 
Probably. Uh, it's a good year for video games. Yeah, and it should if even like half these games coming out pan out to be good, it's going to be a fucking stellar. I feel like last year was pretty spread throughout, and this year is going to be very back heavy. Yeah. Because early on we got Detroit and God of War. Well, not in that order. We got God of War, then Detroit, um, then I guess maybe Octopath Traveler, and then all the shit is coming. Yes. Like all the shit is coming late. Right. But there's a there's a bunch of like indies and shit along the way that like are kind of like like into the breach. Like into the breach is almost certainly gonna be like one of my best games of the year because sure. it's scratching the perfect like mm-hmm. itch for like shit I love right. in video games. So it's just um I don't know, shit's cool. Red Dead looks fucking great. Next year, um they they didn't put a date on Doom, uh even with the new trailer. But that Tomb Raider looks cool. Spider-Man looks fucking great. Um, I think Rage is still February. But uh, every game that's scheduled for end of February right now, I would be um, pessimistic about landing on that date because there's a million of them. And uh, that's also the end of like... The fiscal uh, year. Yeah, the fiscal year So for a lot of companies. So there's some bound to get like pushed back or come out early and shitty. Um, because the company is more concerned with that, which hopefully is a thing that stops happening because Mass Effect Andromeda happened that way. It's on sale for like $7. It's been on sale for as low as $5. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, and I still haven't even come close to buying it. Um, No, I I mused. I mused at how cheap (laughs) that is, but not like, because I don't really want to play it. No. It's supposed to be pretty rotten. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, if it were kind of crummy, but I, at least I had Shepard to go back to, I feel like I would be interested. But it's like, it's a whole new thing, and It's all so bad. It's like, <laughs> uh, oh. Like, yeah. and, so you don't even have the nostalgia to bring me in. Um, yeah, so Yeah, I think nonsense. the best you could look forward to is like maybe some decent visuals, but then... A crap Guess what? I can get those character. almost anywhere else. Yeah, really. I mean, and for even less than seven dollars in a lot of cases. Yeah. Looking forward to this fall of games. I just need the time. Give me the time to play all right. these games. When the fuck? I should. When my vacation rolls over, I should just take like a week off. I'm taking in a December. week in. Um, we're taking a week in October to go to the Smoky Mountains to a lodge in the Smoky Mountains in uh, Tennessee. This is. Okay, I was going to say, news. this is going to sound stupid, but where are the Smoky Mountains? They're in Tennessee? Yeah, they're in Tennessee. Okay. I didn't know that before. Okay, good. So I don't think it's that much of a like popular thing. Right. People in Ohio shouldn't know that just off the top of their heads, unless they're big into geography or some shit. Yeah, unless you're you some know. sort of weird fucking map guy. But it's cool. Hopefully I don't get attacked by a bear. I'm going to buy some bear mace. I'm going to b- buy some bear mace, and I'm going to look up some bear defense shit. I watched this fucking weird... Real man stuff. Bears? Smoky Mountains, bear defense, and whatever you're going to say. Yeah, I watched this movie. I can't (laughs) remember what it was. It was one night when I was just like, Netflix, show me things I should watch. And it ended up being this thriller. And I didn't know it. It didn't really show what it was, but it ended up being like a bear attack movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they had some bear mace. And it didn't work real good. Well, it's okay, because I also know the Anthony Hopkins technique. Wait for them to rear up and then uh, plant the foot with a spear. Let them impale themselves on the spear. 
Um, that's that's what I'm gonna. I've watched the edge. Yeah, if you've got a paper clip and a leaf and some water, you've got a compass. Yeah, I got a compass. Just don't let it hit your belt buckle. And then if you've got a black guy in your group to die first. Yeah, and then uh, if you want to start a fire with ice, you make a lens out of that shit. Boom. Also, you wouldn't have to worry about a treacherous Baldwin-esque character, probably. Who's to say? I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, you don't know who's going to be in your party. Yeah. That's true. So I might have problems with my wife. Look out for the handsome guy stooping your wife. Yeah. Son of a bitch, Alec Baldwin. Also, steer your plane away from any birds. Yeah. That's how this all got started. I'm going to try not to go to any... like Native American fucking journeymen. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try not to fly into any geese. Yeah, don't do that. In a biplane. Terrible idea. Definitely not looking forward to it. Just be a super genius in general. Yeah, going to have to work on that really. Like, <laughs> Get some time lot. in in the next couple of months and you should yeah, be good. Like eight weeks. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the games. Going to write podcast. Got a little, uh, got a little broad towards the end there, but uh, you know what? Happens uh, occasionally. It's what it goes on. I mean, it's not like Farkas is here, you know. <laughs> so yeah, we didn't have a six-hour discussion coaxial cables or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do we bag on him too much? No, he would. He would serve no, it back. No, it's the appropriate amount. He would serve it back. Yeah, he's just and not like it's not like we're, it's not like we kicked him out and then shit on him. No, so. no. Then then yeah, you're right. Then that would be shitty. Yeah. But no, it's just he's welcome to walk back in the door. Yeah, he he evaporated himself. Yeah. I'll evaporate myself next week when we return. Until then, so long. Bye.